Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How to Lead podcast, helping you unleash influence wherever you are. My name is Adam Tarno, and I'm joined, as always, by Clay Scroggins. Clay, this one's going to be a little bit different. I got a question. There's something that I've been thinking about since really the pandemic began. You've uh, been you stewing I, on it. I've been stewing on it. So I've had this question pent up for two years now, mm, right? Two mm, years. Mm. I've been thinking through this. And so it really came about probably March of 2020 during the shutdown shelter in place. Uh, at the time when that happened, I was on staff at a local church here in Dallas. You were also on staff at a church during that time. Churches were known for a lot of things, but one of the things we were known for was gathering Get a bunch a of people in a room. Get them in a room. Somebody stands up and talks to them. Yep. Put them in a row and then let somebody stand up and everybody pay attention to them. Suddenly, all of that changed, right? We could no longer do that. And all of these live event experts suddenly had to become now these virtual event experts, or we were now competing with what was on Netflix or on ABC or NBC. And so I wrote an article during that time um, for uh, the church that I was a part of. And I just, the, the title of the article it was kind of a little clickbaity, but was, is the sermon dead? Is the sermon dead? And we were kind of pontificating on that and threw some, some hot sports opinions out there on that. Well, now here we are, fast forward two years later, February, 2022. And I, I'm not asking the question, is the sermon dead? But I think what would be relevant for our audience or a question, I'd love to know your thoughts on this is, is public speaking dead? Uh, when you and I were growing up, when we were in college, public speaking skills, like that was something that was good to put on your resume. People were going through Toastmasters. You were taking a public speaking class. It was one of those things on a performance review. Your boss would say, hey, you probably need to get better at public speaking. And so this idea of doing business presentations and sales presentations was a thing. And now here we are, fast forward a bunch of years later, and the pandemic changed so much and is public speaking still a thing? Do you, do you think this is still something that young leaders should aspire to and a skill that they should still look to develop? Here's my, <laughs> this is one uh, fear I have in my ability to objectively answer this is I feel like it would be like asking my oral surgeon, do I really need to get my wisdom teeth taken out? <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. I would guess the oral surgeon, I'm sure she would be like, "You, of course you should get your wisdom teeth taken out. If you don't, what am I going to do? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel... Um, I feel so connected to the power of standing in front of people and engaging them with helpful and challenging content that I have a hard time thinking that that is going to just die and go away. That's my first response is I don't know that I can objectively answer because I have spent so much of my life uh, learn doing it and learning how to do it uh more effectively. What about you? Me too. I mean, I, it, that has been one of the skills that I have tried to focus on the most over the last 10 years. And so, yeah, if you take it away, then there's a part of me professionally that would feel like, uh Oh, you know, that, uh, that's almost like I, what would be the baseball analogy? Like, uh, Mike Trout being told, you know what, we're not going to hit anymore in baseball. I'm <laughs> <Right. laughs> just going, right. well, what are we going right. to do? Right. Like I'm a, I'm a good center fielder, but you're taking away a large part of my game and where I'm adding the most value and that we think there. So, you know, it, it's probably a little bit of a reductionistic question to say, is it dead? Obviously, um, there's still some aspect of public communication that will always be a part of the world. But 
I think it's gone through some really sizable changes. Yeah, uh, and I could just name a few, like podcasting is one um, where podcasting is more conversational. Like you and I right now are operating with no script. Uh, we have not prepared for this. That may disappoint some of our listeners and others that may not surprise them at all. We literally spoke about this a few minutes and then we just hit record. And now we're going to share this in public with a group of people. That's very different than the way you and I typically would prepare for an event where we're doing public speaking, or at least very different for me. Um, you've got everything from engagement and where attention spans are going, where TikTok is right now and how short the content is that's out there and YouTube shorts and all of those other things that we've talked Ted, about on the podcast. TED Talks. TED Talks and and all that. So I think it's changed pretty dramatically over the last 10 years and certainly was very accelerated over the last two years with the pandemic. I would say one of the one of the things that every one of us has to pay attention to. I and mean, if, if you have moments where you stand up in front of a group of people, whether it's, you know, addressing your company, whether it's speaking to your team, whether it's, you know, standing in front of a group of volunteers at your nonprofit, whatever it may be. Uh, there's always going to be, uh, Jeff Henderson says that, uh, if you're a leader, you're always going to be holding a microphone, that a microphone's always going to come with leadership. But I definitely think one of the things we have to pay attention to is if it's going to be live, it better feel live. Uh, let me give two examples of this. Number one, uh, Gary Goldman was in town. You and I both share an affinity for great comedians. He's one of my favorite comedians. And, uh, my wife, I knew this was going to be a bit of a risk or, or it was going to be a withdrawal for her to say, Hey, let's leave the house. Let's get all gussied up, leave the house and let's go hear this comedian that she really didn't know much about. She was not a fan at the time. And so, um, one of the things that pushed me over the edge to buy tickets was I was looking on his Instagram at what people were saying about his show the night before. And, uh, they were making jokes in the comments of his Instagram about someone that was in the audience that he was messing with or talking to. And it made me think, oh, he's not just rolling out all of his old jokes. He's doing something new with the crowd. If I don't go and see it, I'm going to miss it. And I do, you know, comedians call it crowd work, but that is one way to make something that's live feel live. The idea of standing up in front of a group of people and delivering content that could have been delivered on a podcast on a Zoom meeting, uh, listening to in an email, listen, it could have been recorded and they could have listened to it on demand. I think uh, that is going away. If it's going to be live, it has to feel live. This, the second example I would give, 2017, uh, I was releasing a book, How to Lead or Not in Charge, and we did a, 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 a web event, a pre-recorded web event where I interviewed four or five leaders. I invited people to be a part of it and watch it. And we had 10,000 people show up for it. It was amazing. I mean, I, now granted, it was the first thing I had ever done like this. And so I asked everyone I knew to tell all their friends about it, tell their whole organization about it, tell their team about it. I, you know, used every favor that I had ever uh, accrued. Uh, fast forward 2007, 2000, that was 2017. So 2022, uh, beginning of 2022, I released a book, The Aspiring Leader's Guide to the Future pre-recorded leadership content, great lineup, invited people. We had 200 people show up. That is a, I mean, and talk about what did that make you feel? 
well, like a total failure, complete loser, disaster of a human. But what one of the things <laughs> I had to remind dramatic, myself, yeah, a little dramatic. Yeah. One, uh, one of the things I had to remind myself is the world has changed. The idea of getting people to watch something live that they know is not live. That's just a thing of the past. I mean, any show, even I'm sure the networks have figured this out because they know we can't just, you know, I guess you, the, the shows that are the most annoying are the ones where they just release one episode a week at a time, you know, and you're like, don't, don't do that to me. Do not make me wait a week to watch the next Mandalorian. Just drop the whole season and let me watch it when I want to watch it. Uh, that's just very different than the world used to be. Yeah. I mean, Sunday nights at my house growing up, that's when we watched America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, I don't even know if it's still on Sunday nights, but I know I record it every week. And when my family is ready, that's when we that's when we watch it. And that's fine. And I don't care when it was recorded, right? Um, so I, those are two great observations that you better make it feel live. And, uh, and then your example of how much has changed with the simulated live. And so I think that is a great example of how public speaking is changing. Uh, here's what probably will never change, and this is so important for leaders, is the importance of clarity. And so really what you and I learned as we were trying to hone the craft of, quote, public speaking, it was not so much of a performance of public speaking. It was how do you stand in front of a group of people and be clear? That's the craft. That's never going to go away. And maybe now it's more important than ever. The medium is changing. Right. So sometimes as a leader, you're going to have to be clear on a Zoom call. And sometimes you're going to have to be clear in a conference room. And sometimes you're going to have to be clear at a virtual training event. And sometimes you're going to have to be clear at a live training event. And sometimes you're going to have to be clear just in a one on one meeting. And so continue to hone the craft of clarity and work on that. And just know that everything is fragmented now. And as a leader, it's no longer just going to be when you're on an earnings call or at a, at a, a company-wide event where you're going to have to stand up and give some prepared remarks. Clarity is going to be uh, needed in all kinds of situations that you're going to be facing all the time. And so that's never going to go away. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think it's going to go away anytime soon. When you say, is public speaking dead, say, say more about the question. Do, do you... Do you think the the idea of showing up in a room to listen to someone talk that that potentially is going away? Yeah, I think it could be. I think with on demand, uh, and this is some of the things that we started seeing uh, back in in the church world with on demand. Uh, pandemic happened. We are no longer gathering. We decided that we were going to create a series of live quote programs the whole first week of shelter in place. And there was going to be this one quote show at 9 a.m. and another at 10 a.m. and then another at 11 and then something at night. And we were going to have this just a day filled with content. And we thought this is one of the ways that we'll stay connected as a church is doing this. We did it for about two weeks before we realized nobody, nobody is like setting their clock to watch this program at noon and that one at two and that one at seven the habits have completely changed, completely changed. See also the conversation we just had about DVRs and TiVoing things and on-demand content and all that kind of stuff. So I think that is, we are so used to learning when we're ready to learn. And so right now, if we are trying to connect and engage an audience, they may not be ready when we're ready to talk about it. So you're going to have to find other ways to get your content out there 
that's ready for when somebody needs it and when somebody wants it. That's what we're doing with podcasting, right? Like nobody's listening to us live right now. Uh, we're going to put some content out there. It's out there and it's ready for when people are ready to listen to it. And I think there's just going to be a lot more of that as we go forward in the future. And probably the live stuff in front of people will be a little bit smaller here for a while. Um, it's, and so it's just not going to have that feel of what we maybe saw in college or those first few years out of college and what a typical public speaker would do. I, I do think the quality, um, it's, this is, it's almost as if society is demanding that the quality of public speaking better get better. <laughs> it better get better. Because if I'm going to put on pants and get in my car and drive across town to show up at an address at a specific time, whoo, that better be really good. I mean, if, if, if you listen to a podcast that, you know, you're 20 minutes in and you're like, eh, okay. I mean, no harm, no foul, right? There's far less at risk. But if I drive all the way over there and it's not captivating, it's not engaging, it's not moving, it's not helpful, it's not clear, uh, there is far less tolerance for that in our world than there was two years ago, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And people, I mean, I, and I know you and I both have had to, this is a major part of our business is public speaking, right? Or teaching and getting in front of audiences and sharing ideas with them and trying to encourage them and inspire them. I feel like it's part of my mission in life, right? Is I'm a teacher and that is what I'm supposed to do. And so how this is impacting me is I'm just starting to expand what does it mean to teach and which environments am I teaching? And I'm not just looking for those live rooms where I stand there and there's like the live audience. That's just not, that luxury is gone. I can't demand that everywhere. And I can't just sit there and go, well, that's how my gifts are. And I'm only going to use them in those situations where I'm live and in a room and other, cause otherwise I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to earn uh, enough to put food on the table. Right. And so I've got to be flexible with this and understand teaching and communicating clear ideas, it's going to take a lot of different forms. And so we've got to figure out how to do the virtual stuff. And you and I, as we've talked about learning virtual, uh, people are brutal on a screen. Uh, and because you and I are used to this, like if I'm watching something on television right now and it's not engaging, the game is slow. I change it immediately where when I was sitting in a continuing education class or at church and the person teaching was a little bit boring, well, it's live. It's in the room. I'm going to give them a few more minutes. Uh, you know, maybe that maybe they'll turn this around. Maybe there's a story coming. Well, soon. and the the confidence, the, the the intestinal fortitude to get up and walk out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that would take a lot. That would yeah, take a lot. To be able much to do easier that. to do that. But uh, now, I mean, in a virtual screen. setting, people don't like what you're saying. That camera goes off immediately, and um, or they're just going to turn the channel. And so, I think what we wanted to do. Number one, I wanted to ask this question because it was a little you know, provocative. And I really wanted to get your thoughts on it. We hadn't, hadn't talked about this before, but I think for, for leaders right now where we can be encouraged is yes, the, the medium might be changing, right? Or it is, but clarity is still, is still the main thing we're after. And so, you know, that, that's what Toastmasters is teaching you. That's what uh, a public speaking course is teaching you is how to achieve clarity and how to be, because that, that's always inspiring. It's always engaging. And that really is what we need to be focused on as a leader. So, uh, yeah, maybe you can't put public speaking on your resume the way you used to be able to. But but still, I think clarity is going to set you apart the way public speaking used to maybe 10, 15 years ago. That's excellent. All right, Clay. Yeah. Thanks for this conversation, Adam. 
Thank you so much for listening to the How to Lead podcast. We would love to hear from you. Do you have any questions, any comments, any topics that you would like for us to consider for future episodes? If so, best way to reach out to us is via email. We can be reached at info at howtolead.work. That's info at howtolead.work. This episode, like all of our episodes, was mixed and edited by the amazing team at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. That's all we've got for today. We'll talk to you again next week.